This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. I'm Abhinandan Sekri and with me on the panel today is Manisha Pandey, Anand Vardhan, Madhu Trehan and we have a guest who I shall introduce in a bit. But first, Manisha, let's give the headlines. Yes. Disturbing news coming in from Jharkhand. A man was beaten by a mob for hours. He was forced to chant Jai Shri Ram. His name is Tabrez Ansari. He was accused of stealing a motorcycle and then a mob took over, beaten for seven hours, taken into police custody, taken to the hospital where his family alleges that he was brought dead. Uh, this uh, garnered quite a lot of headlines this week. You had the union minister, Mukhtar Abbas Nakwi, who said that slogans like Jai Shri Ram can be chanted by embracing people, not by throttling them. The PM also responded to this lynching. He said that it pains him, it's very unfair, but also that we should not insult the entire state of Jharkhand. This Which comment, I don't know who was doing that, but anyway. Yeah. Mm. His comment came soon after Rahul Gandhi uh, uh, said that he's shocked by the silence of powerful voices in the BJP. And there have been a spate of such incidents being reported. There was one in Kolkata where a Muslim man has alleged that he was pushed off a train for not chanting Jai Shri Ram. Uh, the, I think there's been an arrest in this case. In another case in Assam, a fringe group that calls themselves Ram Senics of Barpeta district, they forced some 11 young Muslim men to chant Jai Ram. Again, someone's been arrested in this, but these are the cases that have come from this week alone. Then there was a Chennai water crisis, which we will go into some detail. And yeah. there is the impending yeah. danger of it reaching other cities. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio tweeted on it. So that I think, was exciting. I think Leonardo DiCaprio's Instagram post got more stories on this than the crisis itself but it's quite terrible apparently four reservoirs have completely dried out there and everyone's dependent on tankers hotels and restaurants have shut um, the triple talaq bill was introduced in Lok Sabha this is the first bill that this government has uh, tabled it's the Muslim Women's Protection of Rights and Marriages bill uh, there's been opposition to it of course from uh, Asaduddin Uwaisi who has been opposing it for quite a while he said that where is the BJP's love for Hindu women why don't they want to allow them to Sabri Mala temple and of course uh, Shashi Tharoor also uh, raised an objection to it also the biggest problem with this is that it takes something that was till now yeah. a civil offence yeah, into they're, the they're criminal mixing civil space and criminal offences so yeah uh, Mayawati has finally ended her alliance with SP and she said that she will fight all big and small elections on her own. Um, in a very curious case in Srinagar, an editor of an Urdu newspaper, Gulam Jilani Kadri, has been arrested after 26 years of, in a 27-year-old case. Uh, he was uh, accused of distributing press releases issued by militants in 92. And the police woke up. The Supreme Court, uh, the local court there wrapped the police and said, what took you so long? Then there were the encephalitis deaths in Muzaffarpur that got some press. We sent a journalist, our very own Ayush on ground. He is still there because this is something that should be reported from the ground. And since it's not too far, we can afford it. So we have. And India rejects the critical U.S. religious freedom report. The U.S. State Department's International Religious Freedom Report said that some the, the religious freedom situation in India is not so great, so the BJP didn't like that. So just as Mike Pompeo is wish, visiting and he's hugging Mr. Modi and saying that we are great friends, just last week we had dismissed this report. Then the RBI gov, Deputy Governor Viral Acharya, how do you pronounce this? Yeah? Viral. Acharya. Viral. Viral Biani. You don't follow him on Instagram? He's the best paparazzi. He has all the pictures of 
of everyone's birthday parties Kareena Kapoor's Viral Biyani Ha Viral Biyani I'm oh, glad you're using your time well He's a sensation yeah, yeah, I follow him <laughs> Okay fine Malika Arora he knows all the latest affairs also Oh and nice okay. and so but that's on the Viral Biyani what Viral Acharya who does something similar in the RBI <laughs> uh, he only puts Bapu's photographs on every note uh, he he quit uh, citing personal unavoidable reasons it's no surprise he had disagreed with the government earlier and uh, many had expected that he will go a lot earlier but he's gone now then there were lok sabha speeches mr modi uh, ms moitra from the trinamool mr sarangi from the bjp and mr bark from the samajwadi party we shall ask the panel what they thought of all these parliamentary speeches then there was no ba- the bail has been denied for bjp's kailash vijayvargi son that akshay whatever his name is then the nrc in assam has added another lakh and quarter people from the already 4 million that they had meanwhile one woman who had been in detention for the last 3 years was just let go because it was a case of mistaken identity this national registry for citizens is not doing anyone any favors then rahul gandhi tweeted something on yoga day which got everybody very angry the chief justice has written to the prime minister for the removal of a high court judge i don't think that's going anywhere in a hurry and then gurmeet ram rahim singh seeks parole after only one year for murder rape charges and the jail superintendent and the jail minister of haryana said that he has a right he has behaved well it's his first it's his only crime first crime so i guess matlab if it's your first murder and first rape you can get parole after year, i'm guessing if especially if the government is so for those of you who are wondering why they're so soft on him gurmeet ram rahim singh still has been not, has a lot of nutters who follow him in haryana and those of you who think my god how can a man as vile as him have so many followers and haryana goes to elections world. also so that is why so haryana elections, elections are yeah. coming so all these people who they'll vote for will depend on what guruji and his hairy shoulders say <laughs> to his followers then they, we might get a national mustache i'll tell you a little more about that later but first let's get to know our guest So joining us on the Hafta today is Salil Tripathi. Uh Salil is a journalist and an author. He's based out of London. He's a contributing editor at Mint and Caravan. He writes on politics, economics, human rights and he is the chairperson of the Pen International Writers in Prison Committee. What is that Salil the Writers in Prison yeah. Committee? Yeah, so Pen is one of the oldest human rights organizations in the world which fights for freedom to read and freedom to write. And what the Writers in Prison Committee does is to campaign and advocate for the release of writers or publishers who might be in jail uh, or even writers or others connected with publishing who might be facing threat and to make sure they are no longer at risk i see okay and you're also a senior visiting fellow you've been a senior visiting fellow at the kennedy school at that the hawk that was a while ago a while yeah. ago i see so you have a long illustrious career you've you've written for the new york times wapo and your books are the yep. colonel who would not repent the bangladesh war and its unquiet legacy detours songs of the open road and your first book was offense the hindu case right that's right yeah yeah so when did you write offense the hindu case uh well it so happens that this saturday is the 10th anniversary of the book yeah and this spoke about the rise of hindu nationalism so do you think you should do a like update of it <laughs> yeah 10 years ago well i i would like to i mean that would be a good idea it would be a much bigger book it was a very short book at that time about uh, 110 pages or so uh, 
uh, but given the way Indian politics has turned out in the last few years, it would have to be at least twice as long, if not thrice as long. Yeah. I see. I'd like to start with um, the speeches in Parliament. And we'll let uh, Salil go first. But Salil, did you see the speeches in Parliament in the first week after the new Parliament took over? Uh, well, only glimpses of it, to be honest. I didn't see many of them, but I did see Mahua Mitra and uh, I read about the Prime Minister's response, yeah. So, uh, what do you think? I, I, I mean, any noteworthy speeches, I'll just give you a few others that, that did find mention in the news space, in front pages or even inside. There was, of course, the Prime Minister's speech. Then there was Mahua Moitra's speech, which has got much attention. And there was also the speech of Mr. Bark. In fact, uh, the, it's it's basically, he's a Samajwadi Party MP. His full name is Shafikur Rahman Bark, And he actually uh, said uh, the following. Constitution of India, Zindabad. And where you see, Matram ka taluk hai. Which is against the Islam, we cannot follow it. As he went, of course, there was the jeering and people started shouting Vande Matram and you could make out he was rattled because he's not a very young man. And yeah, he tried he's to, quite old. He's quite, and he <laughs> he's tried to hurry old. away and he forgot to sign so he had to be called back. So, of course, the intimidation worked. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was one speech and, of course, there was um, the one by Mr. Modi which... And Pratap Chandra Sarangi. Oh, yeah, Mr. Also, Sarangi's speech. Who also said that you... Don't deserve to live here if you can't yeah, say Yeah, he said that, uh, do, you, do you really deserve, do you deserve to, live to live in India <laughs> if you don't say Vande Matram? I'm surprised he's an MP. If he's so illiterate, he doesn't know that, yes, you do. I mean, that, that doesn't cancel your Indian citizenship. But anyway, so yeah, yeah th- those are the speeches that made news. I'd like to know your, your views and should they have been covered in more detail? Uh, well, I think these speeches have a ceremonial um, aspect to it. But I think I'm glad they were covered the way they did. And the ones that you've highlighted clearly show the polarization today in India that, you know, there are people who equate patriotism and nationalism with certain slogans and certain um, ideas which are divisive. Now, you can argue that they need not be divisive. I mean, you could argue that Vande Matram has a place in Indian literature. Uh, Anand Mutt had a particular resonance at a particular time. So, yes, uh, I mean, it's not, uh, it's, not, it's not a slogan that was... Um, anti-national to use the phrase currently in vogue. So to that extent it may, but the very fact that it's used sends certain messages and signals to a large part of Indians, large number of Indians should mean that at least, you know, you may have the right to say it, but sometimes, you know, it's also a question of whether it makes sense to say it. And forcing anybody to do anything is wrong, you know, just as forcing anybody to eat beef is wrong, forcing anybody not to eat beef is wrong. And that the same way, Forcing anybody to stand up for national anthem is wrong, and forcing anybody to say burn the flag and you know don't uh, don't uh, defend India or protect that's also wrong. I mean, ultimately, this tries to take people's agency away from them. So all of these are troublesome things. My my worry is a slightly broader one that we have become uh, so immune to this kind of bullying now that it almost seems as though people think that oh this has happened. You know, it's a bit like the you know recent Jharkhand. Um, Lynching. of lynching, mm. where, you know, people's response has been that these kinds of things keep happening. I mean, it keeps happening because after Akhlaq happened and Pehlu Khan happened, obviously, you know, the right uh, messages didn't go out. The government took forever to prosecute. Um, the prime minister took forever to, you know, um, make his views known about what he thought about it. And therefore, 
people think it's fine, it's all right, it's become the new norm. And I think this kind of vilification of someone who doesn't speak a particular, say out a particular slogan or who doesn't uh, act in ways that a few people think the, is the way others should act um, is problematic. And that's where, right. that's where India is. I mean, it's not a question, it's if that's where India is headed. It has already reached there. Sure. Uh, Manisha, your favorite speech, which um, one did you like? And, and also, well, I just like to point out in the Rajya Sabha, all the seats, not all, but I think about 80% was empty when they were discussing, um, you know, whether it was Chennai or encephalitis. There was just no one there. So after the initial tamasha, no one is there when the issues are being discussed. Anyway, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, apart from my favorite, I'll begin with what I, what I didn't like. I wasn't surprised by it, but I think it was very petty of the Prime Minister to uh, say that he's pained by Jharkhand, but why are some people defaming the state, the state. and its people? Hmm. If you're spending, and something like this happens, and you're spending more time condemning those who are condemning the act, then there's clearly something seriously wrong with you. No one's... Uh, it's almost like when Sheila Dixit said, you know, after the Nirbhaya case, that the media is blowing it out of proportion. Or her jage to hota hai, itna kyun bada wo kar rahe ho. And don't defame Delhi. I think there were some people who even said that. Hmm. Don't call it the rape capital and all that. It's just... Very pathetic when you hear that from your leaders. I liked um, Moitra's speech. I found it okay. I think I think the one important thing that she does does bring up out of the media was quite important, where she said that there's you know complete subjugation and that the government should talk about who they're giving ads to hmm. and who which news channels and news organizations are not receiving ads. So I think that was one thing important that she brought up, which I liked. Thank you for the opportunity to plug. We don't get any ads, <laughs> so you can subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free or you can be a part of NLC in our projects and fund us because neither the government nor do any corporations give us ads because we don't take any. Because on the public page, the public is served. Before we move on, just like to tell you the media rumble comes back in Delhi on the 2nd and 3rd of August at the India Habitat Centre. We have speakers from across disciplines. We have Gulzar and Swara Bhaskar and Prakash Raj from cinema. We have Madhu Trihan, Shekhar Gupta, Manisha Pandey, Dhanya Rajendran. Uh, and we have many names. We have like over two dozen journalists from all over. We have the current CEO of Malayalam Manorma. We have you know, the heads of papers from around the country coming. We have policymakers. Entry is free for subscribers, as you know. The rest of you go to themediarumble.com and buy your tickets. Do come, say hi to us. We'll be there. You can get an autograph from Manisha, our biggest star. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. There's lots to do. And oh, and we have some fantastic film screenings. We have two uh, international films and their film directors also coming into India to answer your questions in a live session. So do come. And these, if you're interested in news and journalism, you will love these films. Jharkhand, there was a case of uh, this video was shot of a man accused of stealing a motorcycle who was caught by the villagers there and beaten up for 12 hours and forced to ch chant Jai Shri Ram not that it saved him in any way 7 hours beaten up so 7, seven hours. hours but uh, mm. but um, and overnight I think the captain and the cops took him and then he died yeah. in custody uh, he was taken to the hospital and then he died although in his yeah. family claims that he was not taken to the hospital um when he needed to. Yeah. They kept him in police station and only when he was dead is when they yeah, took they him. They claimed that he was brought dead. The hospital the claims he was brought dead. So it was a really uh, horrible video. Yeah. And it's one of many that has come over the last few years of Jai Shri Ram Bolo. In some cases, it is followed by beating. In some cases, it's not followed by beating, but just general intimidation. Uh, its coverage, I thought, was deeply problematic among primetime debates. 
because it's yeah. almost like what about re is a legitimate argument now that in fact um you know you hear panelists from political parties say that if you don't raise your voice against every outrage then you don't have a right to raise it against any outrage and that's one of the most dumb like things i've heard in my life but it seems that these colleagues of ours many of whom at some point or the other madhu you worked with i've worked with what happened along the way did they become so inhuman did they kind of it's very very depressing to watch these debates which is why i've stopped i just watch netflix now <laughs> yeah i've stopped also because i just do skim across it to to just know what subjects they are handling and usually it's this tutu meme type of thing it's never any real news so you can just skim through it and say okay ye mahol chal raha hai that's it but i think again it's a tired old sort of thing to say now but it really is this era will be known as the death of journalism really because nobody is doing stories they're just basically although you know, we will come to the encephalitis case where we sent a reporter because so many of you subscribers said that we will subscribe we will put our money where our mouth is send a reporter so ayush went there he's already filed three reports he's still there we've extended his stay by another 3 days or i think 4 days i highly recommend the last story that he's put out it's really good piece of journalism it's detailed it gives all the information it has the humanitarian crisis it does not take sides in terms of patients versus doctors mm. uh, i think that's the biggest thing mm. in good journalism is that you don't always have to do an expose or attack but simply by telling the story from all points of view which is what ayush has done he's told the story from the patient's point of view from families uh from the doctors it's uh medical students in fact so i think it's a really well done story it covers everything anand uh, your take on the entire lynching and its coverage in the media okay or um, any other commentary okay. around it you see uh, the problem of communal lynching is a subset of a larger problem and that is uh, of mob justice so that is the larger problem of mob justice which is uh, somehow uh, that, that has built in india over decades and uh, india is a country if you scan newspapers where you can find 10 15 incidents daily where the where people have killed someone before the police arrives i have myself witnessed two Uh, mob deaths uh, death inflicted by mob in my village so uh, what uh, now uh, for example everyday example the first impulse of a driver who is involved in an accident say a bus driver is to run away even if he is injured yeah because he fears that the mob will kill him mm. the mob will kill him even you see in pop- a popular culture in mainstream hindi cinema the final fate of a very dreaded uh, villain is that he has to be killed by a group of people by the mob what this what they don't say it that there is lot of verbal violence also there they they uh, people say here the question is of communal nature but when people kill a, a supposed criminal or who has indulged in some immediate crime they 
uh, in order, they humiliate him in a lot of uh, ways. They make him leak his spit or something like that. They make him spit. They make they hear the problem was of religion, religious identity. Somewhere it is of. Uh, uh, say caste identity they uh, so it can be a, a lower or upper caste whoever is the victim caught means uh, the criminal court so it is a larger problem humiliation yesterday only throughout the prime time in the local television channels in Patna we're playing a video of a man who uh, two brothers who were caught and killed by people by stones and brick because they had run over a kid hmm. uh, so and the, and even when the man was dead they kept beating him hmm. so that there, there is a lo- larger problem of mob justice india is a big country if you find uh, if you go out to find incidents you will find all incidents to counter other incidents so that is something related to it the second aspect is the aspect of the communal tone of it as i said that people while uh, delivering what this uh, assume is more of justice is justice they humiliate people they uh, somehow uh, make them recall their religion they will humiliate him on get that ground or caste or something so the mob fury uses these techniques and so mm. I, I am just explaining it to listeners i am not just what actually happens and now uh, now third about the what about tree now of course i in social media i uh, see there are two lists coming mm. two lists of the, the people who have lynched muslims mm. and then hindu victims of mm. similar crime now that is also because the public the ground public outrage in rural india is not much because they have come to believe that all this is very exaggerated. That is what I gathered when I visit my place. That uh, So what about re maybe, uh, uh, I think what about re is when you find yourself at the receiving end of a narrative in which you are not a part and you are at the receiving end and to uh, address that you do. Uh, I have found that critiques of what about tree, when I watch them over a sustained period of time, themselves indulge in it. Mm. Because for a longer period of time, you cannot do about what about tree, the whole sense of justice and fairness, children of a lesser God. What is this? Why, lesser God or some, so, but yes, to not take cognizance of the seriousness of the case and to uh, suspend your humanity just to score some brownie points. Brownie points. Hmm. That yeah. is problematic. I think it also to do with, it's, it's also the, to do with the, the in- incentives of debating. You know, it's become a, for a lot of people, that's their monthly income, yeah. Just landing up at panels and shouting. So you have to sacrifice your basic decency. Now, Madhu, if you could come in, we'll just move on to the other big story uh, which got good attention and I'm glad it got this kind of attention. I think public health is something that should get a lot more attention and not only... Of course, one can talk about how it's problematic. It's just about those deaths and like many other countries, when you see debates on public health, they talk about this is the allocation, this this means so much is available to each person. This is the kind of allocation for the insurance. 
this is how many people have access to the insurance. If X amount fall ill together, this is how much is going to dent the state treasury. So I think we'll get there. But on the coverage of this encephalitis case, we discussed this last time also. Um, are you happy that now it is an issue that both is the expectation the high what Salil was saying while the expectation of Prime Minister have gone low, at least the expectation on public health have gone high. Is that something to I, find I, a, I, I don't a think silver the, lining? I don't think the expectations have gone high. I think people are just as despairing as before uh, with our medical system. It's not going to change overnight. But I think what has happened is that there is uh, a consciousness of the necessity to make demands that things have to change. And I think that awareness has come uh, wherever you are, whether you're in Chennai or you're in Bihar or UP. I think that is a, some, a little slimmer of hope that at least maybe the governments in and now and in future will consider that health has to be, you have to pay more attention to it because health and education f- seems to be to them like almost like a money in the dark. You know, they don't seem to see it as an investment, as has been advised by so many uh, sociologists and economists, more than sociologists, economists, that you have to invest in education and and health in order for your economy to survive. But unfortunately, our governments, uh, their allocations have been very, very low in proportion. So, uh, Manisha, you weren't here last week. Anand and I mm. had discussed this at length. You I have don't know if it was well covered. I mean, not on television media, at least, was it? Oh. I mean, no, the it same covered, sort of... It oh, was covered in that same noisy way. Gai, but nobody gai. did a, like a real story. You know, like going in with uh, with uh, figures and facts mm. and, and then talking to people with deep interviews, get, telling the story of the patients, the families, the story yeah. of the doctors. Nobody did that. It was just but general in, in pure airtime, it got a lot of airtime. I mean, uh, you weren't here last week, but yeah, last week got a whole lot of airtime. Uh, I mean, we've got well, more ground year, reports now. Well, it does, you know, like... But, uh, yes, you know, you uh, have to... After you get saw all that footage, did you get a sort of a sense of... What's w- happening there? Exactly. No, what I didn't. Is that the I, agree. I didn't. I didn't get What it. is the problem and what are the solutions? There were sound bites and shouting. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't so get a sense So, this was the difference that in Ayush's reports, hmm. it's come out that he's not only presented the facts, figures, statistics, the sizes of the hospitals, every detail... And in that woven in it comes an automatic solution, suggestion, which is that unless the state pays attention to these hospitals and creates more hospitals and more facilities, especially for the rural areas, uh, nothing is going to happen. I was surprised in his report. I was What shocked me most was how easy it is to actually cure kids with AES. It's just that one hour where you need to give them that attention. And it's very simple. It's just, you know, cold ice packs, putting them in an AC, giving them paracetamol, glucose. Just one hour. And how is most of these kids... Drip, if they can get not the even drip aware of that. Most of these kids are from such poor backgrounds. Like with Ayush's story, I asked him, like his first story actually re- uh, looks at the kids who've died. So I said, that did they have pictures? So he's like, no, none of the families have pictures of the kids. They're that poor. Like there's no phone, no sort of photographic evidence also of the kids. He should have put that in the so, story. Mm. And and the link that, you know, these are just really poor people, landless, kacha ghars, malnutrition, lower caste often, and like zero access to healthcare. All of you listening in, uh, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you.
Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.